I grew up in the times of the Bhopal gas tragedy, that Union Carbide leak that had happened in Bhopal in central India. And I was a little girl with um, parents who were volunteering as physicians uh, in that disaster relief camp. And I accompanied them and uh, that impacted my train of thought. And um, I very, you know, uh, easily veered from a potential career in medicine to going on and doing my master's in microbiology and uh, thinking that I would study the ways that you can use microbes to address uh, pollutant, uh, uh, you know, a pollutant, uh, I would say, disposal. Um, in those days, it was digestion of pollutants by microbes. And so I had always wanted to come to the United States, the mecca of uh, medical research. Welcome to Roti, Kapra or Makan, where we talk about the essentials of life, food, clothing and the idea of home. Lalita Upala has called Seattle her home for the past 25 years. I asked her about her first day, first impression and first memory of America. I always like to tell this story actually more than my first day in uh, America. It's my first day as a student in uh, United States. And I remember my husband saying he, he had a job offer in Seattle. And so I reached Madison and he had to move to Seattle. And he gave me his credit card very generously and said, you need to go buy yourself a pair of good snowshoes because in Wisconsin, winter, January 1990, you're not going to be able to walk without snowshoes. And I had come from uh, northern central India, where an average of five-inch heels was what I would wear. And um, I did not think he knew how I should dress. So I refused to buy my snow boots. And um, I was in a dorm as a grad student. And I wore my first pair of jeans and uh, my sweatshirt and I said that was enough covering and no jacket and I took my six inch heels put them on and it was icy and I think there was at least two feet snow there and my building the microbiology building was right across my dorm but it took me 45 minutes to move even like a foot <laughs> I could barely move a foot Lalita came to America because her husband was here. I asked her how they met. You know, I like to say that we were both kind of lost in the arranged marriage system when we met. So um, I don't think we were classic arranged marriage cases mm. either. So I think we saw that in each other. And that's probably what drew us to each other, too. What do you mean by lost in the arranged marriage system? Well, you know, in the arranged marriage in India, yes, there is a certain set traditional approach. And um, I was definitely not one of those. My friends will tell you, I relate to them many such incidences when I had to sit in front of guys and um, talk to them, potential grooms and uh, my way of um, checking them out of the list or their way of checking me out of their list 
primarily was because I was able to ask questions and uh, I required that they be respectful of my parents and um, say hello and goodbye to them and if they did not I would ask their parents how did you raise your son <laughs> because he did not say goodbye or thank you to my parents for hosting him and uh, how do you expect me to say the same to you so I think that is an example of me but my husband is not necessarily so impolite uh, he is a very polite guy but I just don't think he found the right person and I think I like to believe that when he saw me, he thought this is the right person for me because she asks too many questions. <laughs> a successful professional, Lalita decided to take a break from work to spend more time with her kids. I just had too much energy and uh, too much creative energy to it too. So I started writing letters to my children and saving those letters for them. But that just didn't seem enough. And uh, I, but there are these uh, religious, so-called religious classes that uh, mm -hmm. teach your children about their roots. And uh, those are called the Balgokulam classes. So I started uh, volunteering there because I was taking my children to Sunday school and they were learning about uh, Sanskrit. They were learning about... Uh, the different prayers and what they mean, what it means to be an Indian uh, American child and how you can connect to your uh, religion for support. And so I did that for a few years. Every Sunday I would take them. It just did not sit right still because there was a part of me, uh, to me, you cannot categorize who prays to God and gets access to God more based on which caste system you are born in. And so I started uh, distancing myself from that system. And uh, I started teaching my kids here. So I have a little, you know, altar here at home, a little puja house at home. And my children rarely go to the temple, but they are very uh, comfortable coming with me. It doesn't have to be a festival. It doesn't have to be a specific day. Whenever they are home, we just choose a time to be there in front and pray to God and uh, in our own ways and uh, sometimes in English. But, uh, uh, you know, they are very fluent in, and comfortable in going and praying there. So that kind of transitioned into an area where then I got them involved in community service. And I said, oh, you know, Bellevue Art Fair happens. Why don't we spend our summer making greeting cards? And at that time, there was a big... Um, uh, floods, I think, in Louisiana. There was an earthquake mm -hmm. um, somewhere in Gujarat. And I said, okay, why don't you guys start making greeting cards and we'll sell them at the Bellevue Art Fair and you can donate that money. So it started, uh, the religious classes kind of transitioned into getting them involved in little service projects that they could spend their summers on. Because I was home, I didn't need to sign them up into one summer camp after the other. But then what would I do with energy of two kids at mm -hmm. home? And so we would do a lot of these little service projects. My daughter would come up with something and we would start making that happen. With the engagement with her kids, Lalita then began to volunteer more and dedicate her time and energy to community programs. You can hear the pride and love Lalita takes in her work. You can see the passion that drives her to give her time towards the Indian community.
my children would attend camp bharat run by india association every summer in august for a week and we are summer vacations and our entire life would revolve around that one week in august mm-hmm. they loved going to that camp and we could not go anywhere during that time um, so my daughter did that for a bit and then there is a youth leadership program within it and she applied as a ninth grader for it did not make it and got very frustrated and uh, you know said she just wants to do things on her own doesn't want to be a part of the youth program there and so i tried to convince her to try again but she refused to so she spent all of 10th grade making her own service projects organizing a blood drive a bone marrow drive because indians really don't have a very expensive bone marrow database so she did a very successful uh, blood drive she did many projects like that and then eventually came back and said i really can't skip camp i would love to go back again so i'm going to apply to the youth leadership program again and she went ahead did that was a part of it graduated from it and that's when i started um thinking about uh, certain limitations within the program itself and when i complained about it a very good friend of yours and mine reached out to me mm-hmm. and said lalita your email brought tears to my eyes that was harsh if you really feel so strongly about it why don't you come and help mm. and so i signed up to volunteer um in that uh, program and i started volunteering in india association through that oh, okay. and that led me to of course any time i go and volunteer somewhere i become very passionate about it and you know i'm quite the advocate i fight i argue but i've also give it my best and so that led me to becoming the youth program director for that program we brought a lot of heart to the program through that and um, it made me more passionate about working in the organization it showed me a side of it that i truly wanted to make um, very holistic in a sense and so i took that on my son went through the youth program and he started out as a very shy and uh, not very comfortable youth program member and went on to become its president and i could see in him the positive changes being a part of a program like that brought he got an amazing set of friends through it and uh, you know relationships that will last him a lifetime i think Lalita is the director of community programs for Indian Association of Western Washington. However, her title does not do justice to the actual work she does. Lalita works with members, community leaders, religious organizations, cities to improve services for the community. Her work ranges from helping new parents understand the school system to finding a shelter for a victim of domestic violence to ensuring that there's enough chai for all the seniors who visit the pop-up programs every week celebrating the 25th anniversary of that camp bharat i had a room full of 150 young adults who came back for that anniversary celebration and i was president of india association at that time and i asked them i said what else do you want us to do for you and they said you have done enough this organization and this community has done enough for us it's time you did something for yourselves 
we want you to have a space a physical space where members of this community can go out where there are yoga classes where there's a film screening happening where there is uh, just you know we end up coming from out of town and we visit we say oh there's our community center we go there and we see all these uncles and aunties there we can interact with somebody's having a cup of coffee over a book club somebody's doing yoga somebody is uh, you know just having a simple conversation we want that kind of a space for you our parents and for us when we come back here and so that led me to reach out um and actually the 25th anniversary of camp bharat was also because of 15 women who joined me to form that mm. celebration along with IWW's executive board and so i reached out to those 15 women and said do you think we should do something about this and that's how the iaww community program was born i had 15 great uh, accomplices in it and the organization iaww in itself and we started the community program and uh, got rita bad who's our outreach specialist mm-hmm. on board and with her came a memorandum of understanding with the city of bellevue that we operate as a pop-up community center and so we're every thursday at north bellevue community center we are there we provide programming addressing the isolation addressing connections and addressing vocational mentoring so that someday we can really take this learning and this journey to a more permanent physical space so when you think of a home what does a home mean to you mm if you had asked me this uh, 20 years back i would have said this you know comfortable uh with my kids my husband myself and a little group of my friends home doesn't mean that to me anymore home is for me is not just the indian community it is this community we build around ourselves it's this village where my children even if they don't stay in seattle they can come back and as they're driving up they see my neighbor who calls out to them and says hey this is 25 zone you're at 35 watch it buddy that's a neighborhood home for me home is where they go to a starbucks or a bellevue square and uh, they meet an auntie who says when did you come back and you know why don't you come home have some tea or let's sit down and have coffee and they actually meet somebody who they know not necessarily from within their family but with whom we have established relationships who are now family to them who are their village who care for them so to me home has become a very diverse space and full of um you know the big community at large the schools they went to the families they interacted with in that uh, community in their school to the uh, in indo-american family that we have here to our neighborhood um to you know our uh, dog sitter who is a very critical member of our family so that's home from home we talk about food I love to cook. I hated cooking when I was a kid or when I was in college, but I've discovered that I can tempt my friends 
to come home at odd times of the day or the month mm-hmm. by just telling them that hey i'm making so and so dish you want to come and try and that brings them to my home so that's how i i love to cook and uh, i love to entertain and bring people home and so cooking is that channel for lalita cooking is about community it is about memories about building new friendships she takes special pleasure in cooking dishes that her friends request and is now carrying on the tradition that her mother started gifting a recipe book of homemade recipes to her friends and their children what is the comfort food that you go to when you miss home or you're missing somebody in your life or um just want to feel comforted you know it's uh, moong dal and bhindi so that's okra sauteed and uh, the moong lentil uh, soup that my grandmother would make on friday afternoons and uh, my mother made and uh, i i make that and when i make that um, it brings me those memories and uh, i've actually taught my friend's daughters how to make it so my friend kumari's daughter shrilata uh, loves moong dal and i hope that's partly because she loves me lalita has exquisite taste in sarees she's a huge fan of handloom sarees made with natural materials in fact she helped curate a collection of handloom sarees from all over india to raise funds for the local nonprofit organization however her cherished memory of a saree is the one that her father had bought for her she doesn't remember exactly why he gave her the saree but she wears it at least once a year and any time she misses her father my father bought me my a saree it was my second saree not my first my first came from my maternal grandmother uh, when i turned 11 but um my dad had been transferred from jabalpur my hometown yeah he was uh, in medical college he was a professor in the medical college there and he got a punishment posting to gwalior because he wouldn't take bribes and um, so he got transferred on punishment posting to gwalior and so he decided to strike it out and he did not go there and instead he took leave without pay and he was home for months i remember um and in that process one day he took me to a store and he said he bought me this kosa sari and um it was times were hard for us at that time my parents were doctors but they were both working for the government they never went into private practice and my dad uh, would always uh, treat his patients for free of cost and would try to get them physician samples as much as he could so they wouldn't have to spend money on medicine and we were a joint family and uh, so it was on my mom's salary that we were living on at that time and somehow he gathered enough money i think and it was to buy a sari uh, i would get maybe two or three new clothes on an average in a year because uh, we were a big family and uh, getting two three new clothes was quite a bit i would always get hand me downs but he buying a new sari for him at that time and what he bought to me i will 
never forget that moment of how much love he gave that sari to me with and i still uh, have it and i still wear it uh, one day in a year dynamic independent fearless leader that's lalita Roti Kapra aur Makan is produced by Studio Disha. Theme music by Mansoor Ahmed of Resonate Productions. Editing assistance by Daniel Gantner. I am Rituja and thanks for listening to Roti Kapra aur Makan.